welcome back to another game of the Holiday Brigade. Instead of doing a recap since not everyone that is in this recording was there for the last session, I figure we'll just kind of pick up at a spot y'all decided to meet. I figure you decided to meet up at Langley Jacob's place because it's, it's safe. No one's going to expect or look for y'all there to get caught up on things. And also, I will say, Enoch, <laughs> you did finally get that meeting that you've been wanting. It's gonna be in an amount of time that it will be have y'all leaving after the conversation is done. Yes. Yes. Mm. I love the look of concern. <laughs> so, to start off, what does Langley's place look like? Oh, what does Langley's place look like? Well... Pretty much how you'd expect for the most part, covered in random pieces of parchment and papers, books scattered everywhere, various random equipment. There's like an old school alchemy set just kind of lying on top of a dresser that looks very well used. And recently so. But you know, some nice flowers... Some tasteful artwork on the wall of, like, ships crashing in storms, that kind of thing. Nice. And a totally not creepy uh, mannequin dress form in the corner wearing what appears to be a robe of some kind. Just ignore it. <laughs> it's fine. with it. So I'll say, uh, you, you invited Mrs. Stacks to have a chat about things that have been going on since everything that went down at the archives. Alaric is currently on a job for the Wizard Council because uh, they need all the help that they can get to get something even comparable to what they lost. So Alaric has ended up being the best person for that so he's trying to help them find things to keep the wizarding world from basically falling apart their ability to do things has been hampered significantly they're still able to function but they're going to be in trouble if they don't find something soon so you're there and I guess Mrs. Stacks you decided to invite Enoch along I did just kind of for group safety, basically. Because, like, we know we know where Alaric is. He's fine. There's other wizards there. And we, like, told him to go because we can't let anyone know what we know. So it's almost like play along, just go and help them. But... Also stay in touch. And stay in touch. Have code phrases. So it's like, yeah, if we're all in this together, we need to keep an eye on each other. Buddy system. Oh, joy. Yeah, there was also when the Faye uh, said, I'll get the big one later, I yeah. guess. And Stax doesn't want, in a weird way, is worried about Enoch about that. Oh, are you ready to see Enoch? Did, how well did you prepare Langley for what's about to happen? Well, first of all, Stax herself is in what she would consider casual wear <laughs> which she could not look more like a video game NPC if she was trying. She <laughs> is trying. <laughs> like, just like the most generic t-shirt, hoodie, jeans, but if you looked close enough, like nothing has brands or tags on it. Is it a graphic tee that just says generic? It says, like, brand name. <laughs> Soda oh, Cola. That would be so in right now. <laughs> I know. She looks cool on accident. <laughs> I think Stax tried to explain Enoch, but it just kind of came out as, like, well, he's, like, <laughs> he's, like, really big. He's, like, a big person. Like, just big. Um, and his fit, he doesn't really, he has a face, but he doesn't really, you don't really see it. And he's got a horse, a little horse, who's always just kind of around. Horse usually hangs out in my van. It's a good horse, but you'll you'll see. He's fine. He's he's a bit much, but he's he's fine. You'll 
You'll understand. And this was all via, like, text messages. <laughs> what? Uh, just a... Just an ellipsis. Okay? Okay. <laughs> You've just been hearing what sounds cool. like numerous clopping. Just, like... <laughs> I mean, numerous, so it sounds like... Wait, Mini Horse, has he grown more legs or something? Because that's a lot of clops. That sounds like an incorrect number of legs. What is going on? Yeah, and we hear this, like, coming up the steps. <laughs> yeah, and your, fir- your first thought is probably like, yeah, I recognize that's many... Wait, wait. And if you look, number one, um, Enoch isn't wearing a mask. His hair is actually down, and he's wearing what looks like some really, really ancient shaman robes. And he has a different set of magic beads on. And Mini Horse looks different because now he's kind of like purple, but he has eight legs. And you also see Enoch has like a massive gold staff. And you just see it has gold rings at the end of it. Enoch steps down, looks at Mini Horse, and goes, Thank you, Yggdrasil. You may go. Yggdrasil just neighs and... Scuttles. Yup, scuttles away. Have you seen the, the Tumblr thing about, like, a horse with eight legs? And the, it's like, how does it move around? And then just a picture of it, like, scuttling forward. <laughs> it's like that. It sh- You feel like it should be creepy, but it's actually weirdly kind of really cute. Because he's so little. <laughs> Yeah, and as you definitely see, Enoch definitely doesn't have a mask on anymore. And as he sees you, Mrs. Stax, he goes, Greetings. I think it's only appropriate that I reintroduce myself. My real name is Methuselah. Hey, Langley, how are you reacting to this? Probably just standing in the doorway, holding a tea tray, mouth open, staring... And this is also when he goes, I was the shaman of Babel. And Enoch does a bow greeting to Mrs. Stax, introducing his true self as Methuselah for the first time. And I am very shocked, but also not shocked. What does your face look like? So... The best way I can put it is he would be a very, very good-looking man. It's just he has these lines that are going through his face that are clearly self-scarring for for in remembrance of what has happened in Babel. It's in the ancient script of his people of the what happened there. And he's blue. He's blue? A record of that is what broke Alaric's nose. <laughs> that did break Alaric's nose. That was the one book y'all found. And he's blue? Yep, and he's blue. But yeah, I'm just like, well, nice to meet you once again. Methuselah is there. Is, do I call you Mr. Sir? Just call me whatever makes you more comfortable. Okay. In different ages, different times, I've been called many things. At a certain point, people called me the Dreamer. But I've watched your kind for a very long time, Mrs. Stax. I believe in you people. I believe in humanity. I need your help. Anyone like some tea? Blankly, I... As Enoch shares bits about himself, you're probably having a lot of, oh, 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 because you read a lot, so you've probably read stories, so you are either terrified, confused, or fangirling right now. Or a little of all three. Yeah, a little of all three. Also, um, just so Brian can know, what does Langley look like? Langley is of an indeterminable gender, just an lanky human with tussled dark black hair, green eyes, who dresses much more old-fashioned than they should based on their their age by appearance. So right now, probably a nice linen shirt rolled up at the sleeves, some suspenders, 
trousers, and house slippers. Yeah, because you're at Langley's place. Enoch gets to the hardest part of his pass is when he tells you, I actually can use magic, but that was what led to the downfall of Babel with, I call them demons, but I, they were beings from outside of this dimension. They're just evil and all of it led to the downfall death of all my people, my friends, and the death of my aging. I've been alive for so long, and I swore I would never use magic again, because it was a curse, and I swore I would never think of someone as a friend, but you and Alaric slowly shown me that I can open my heart again and I will protect you but as powerful as I am I can't do it alone and I'm just like absorbing all this and I'm like hey it's all gonna be okay we're here for you buddy and I, I do like the most awkward arm pat we're gonna figure this all out no one should have to do something like that alone. Absolutely. And we're all in this together. We've been in this together, so this doesn't change. If anything, it gives us some context. Enoch looks at you, Mrs. Stax, real hard. Mrs. Stax, to show you all of my trust and that as I believe in you, to show you the truth and my validity in my words. Enoch reaches into his robes and he pulls out a book. And he pushes it towards you to let you read it. I take the book. If it's the book I think it is. Yep. It's that book. She can still only read your handwriting. So, Enoch, known as Methuselah, we'll just still say Enoch for continuity's sake, but he looks at Mrs. Stax and goes... You will only see my words in that book, but uh, I am speaking to the one that tricked you in the beginning. Mm -hmm. She is not evil, Mrs. Stax. I need you to trust me. Mm -hmm. Just as I am trusting you mm -hmm. by revealing this. Mm -hmm. I am going to speak to the one who runs your organization. I am been offering everything about my past, my people, my magic to your organization. This is the final part of the deal. I need you by my side. But if I'm to do that, I must be truthful with you. Mrs. Stax, I love her. And I want to protect her. I need you to believe in her. Just as I do. Langley, can I can I get some of that tea, please? Absolutely. Here you go, dear. Would you like any cream or sugar at all? Ch sugar, <laughs> so much. <laughs> How about honey? Sure. I think we all sit around your little kitchen table, just <laughs> having a cup of tea that shouldn't fit Enoch, but it does. Comically um, so, just just massively just sitting on the, on the chair. Well. <laughs> So, I don't know if Langley is aware of this fact about Mrs. Stax, but Mrs. Stax is also Mrs. Yeah. Claus still. So there's that air of hostility magic still that hasn't, hasn't gone, gone, away. gone away, but it's kind of great because it makes everything mm -hmm. accommodate Enoch. Yeah, and I kind of, I, I wait for you to politely pour me some tea, and I'm like, thank you, and I kind of crack my neck just a little bit, and you hear just the faintest jingle bell jingle. And then I just down the tea like a shot. Oh, no. Just teacup up, teacup down. Oh, no. Care for something a little stronger? Or is this, um, I'll, I'll just leave the pot. Are you mad at me? I have the book and I'm kind of like put my hands flat on the table on the other si both sides of it. And I'm like, I'm not mad. I am confused. This is the trickster that tricked us and has 
had some things and everything we've been dealing with. And if you've been communicating with her... The whole time. That could have been helpful to know beforehand during some of the events. But I understand... I understand wanting to keep that to yourself. My hand kind of inadvertently goes to my pocket where my cell phone is. My enlist cat gift chains with Meredith. <laughs> like, so I'm... If there was anything we did that made you feel like you couldn't tell us, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry if, if you felt that way. Um, I'm glad you're telling us now. I really appreciate that. I just kind of gesture to you, like all of all of this that's happening, and I'm like, does so when did this when did this happen? Speaking with um your organization or speaking with the trickster. Oh, this transformation for you, this new old you. It, it was speaking with her. She helped me find strength. Helped me to overcome my fear. You see, I, my plan was never to even attempt to involve anyone. If an old man had to die to save everyone, so be it. But I no longer think this. I want to live. I want to be with her. I want to see you people continue on. And to do this, I had to become who I was in the past. I had to become Methuselah. Langley just pulls a, a handkerchief out of their pocket. And just... <laughs> it's just so beautiful. <laughs> Opposite, when you mentioned... When you said the line, like, if one man had to die to end all this, I just, I sit up straighter, and I'm looking at you very hard, and I'm like, what part of this involved you dying? Did someone threaten you? You've been communicating with the sweepers. Did the sweepers threaten you? It's those demons that are coming back. And... I will face them, yes, for my revenge for what happened in the past, but I will not allow another babble. And if it cost me my life protecting everyone, I would be fine with it. That's what I mean, Mrs. Stax. Okay. Demons. Demons. Sure would be helpful if the wizards could actually do things. They used to have a lot of stuff on how to deal with demons. Yeah, and that fact. Yeah, funny how that just went missing all of a sudden. Wait, excuse me. You haven't told them what happened in the archives. No, I told I told you via text because we totally gave you a burner phone. <laughs> That's when e Enoch just starts looking at that burner phone again and is just... Oh, this was during my meetings with the sweepers. I can't... First <laughs> of all, I can't believe they called meetings with you without me, which I'm I'm gonna... I'm gonna uh, write a complaint. I'm, I'm gonna post that. Anyway, um, no. I'm going to be meeting with the head the sweepers. We'll get to that. But yes, Langley was very, your, your help was indispensable in the library, and yes, curious that now the wizards are the wizards are missing all of their books that could help us with this specific situation. How curious. Yeah. In indispensable? Do you, do you really mean that? Yes. Oh. Well, um, thanks. <laughs> you did help capture the fae. <laughs> And it was pretty cool. Super cool. How much do you think Enoch would know about the Wizard Council? Do you think, like, he just knows, like, bits and pieces? Or do you think he actually knows, like, things that most people don't know? You know what? 
I think he actually would know a lot of things most people don't know because in his in his ancient time he's watched the wizards very closely yeah so you would know that over time they have amassed spell books that allow them to do specific very powerful spells like things that could be used to help repel demons like things that help them function the way that they do, things that help them protect people, things that help them. Only the wizard council has access to, like, a specific set of books that's kept buried deep within the archives. And it's one of those, as long as they have possession of the books, they can do the spells. They're still difficult, but they can actually do them. But if those books went missing... Oh... That would be very bad. This feels like something they would do. This is really proving my point. Well, we know the name of the wizard we think is involved. Edis Octavian. Who is mysteriously on sabbatical at the moment. Yes, how also convenient and mysterious. Wait, so you, again, sorry, you've been dealing with the sweepers, again, without me. Who have you been speaking to? Um, a vast majority of them. A lot of the higher-ups. Probably your direct supervisor. Not the suspicious person. Okay. Up the Thaddeus, the Thaddeus Grimhall. Your direct supervisor, who you know is trustworthy of. You might not trust them with everything that is currently going on right now, because it's a lot and they work closely with the person you suspect is the reason that you were sent into a trap to have your memory stolen. Mrs. Brooms, my my supervisor. Also, Enoch, you know that the name of the person you're going to be meeting is Roland Nash. I will be meeting with a Mr. Nash. Mr. Nash? Nolan. I believe is their first name. Roland. Roland. With an R. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Roland. <laughs> Ro- Roland with an R. Yeah. Easy mistake. What do I know about Mr. Roland Nash? You know that the Nash family has been involved with the Sweepers for a while. Mm. And he's probably one of the most trustworthy people there. Nash is a legacy. His his family are a line of sweepers. Not like me, I was a self-recruit. But I think we can trust him. I don't know... Is it the name Grim Hollow? I, I keep <laughs> losing yeah, it. Yeah, Grim Hollow. That's so... Grim Hollow. Edit this out. Anyway, um... I imagine Nash and Grimhall are like from a time when sweepers could like choose their own names or something when they had more options. Yeah, we still do. There's just less options. They met in college and formed a band. It's cool. Yeah. Grimhall is also on sabbatical. Air quotes. But Nash, Nash has always been on the up and up. I feel like we should be able to trust him, but we need to be careful because we don't know who all is involved with this as much as I am loath to think that the sweep organization has been compromised besides Grim Hollow. Oh, there's so much information. And they didn't even tell me they were talking to you. I requested um, for us to be for secrecy. Okay. It's I wanted this to for me to be the one to tell you out of respect for you. I understand. Okay. So, when are you meeting Nash? Soon. My meeting is coming very, very soon, actually. Well, I'm going with you. Of course. Two heads are better than one. <clears throat> and I, I look over to Langley. <laughs> and Langley just kind of 
smiles at you. <laughs> Hello. Sounds like you are going on quite the historic adventure over there. Um, <clears throat> don't suppose there's any room for a poor little old archivist. Oh, my van has plenty of seats. Well, apparently it can fit a horse. He's small. He's a small horse. The mini horse. And the more help, the better. Yes, especially if Alaric's tangled up and keeping all the wizarding clockwork running right now. Trying to find things that could be used as stopgaps for the very important magical spells that needed to be um, renewed soon, but they can't because the books are gone. They're all gone. The wizards have been panicking because this is bad. Well, we definitely know this head wizard and sweeper agent were involved, probably. In cahoots, as it were. Oh, that seems likely. Yes, I think we'll go. We'll talk to Nash. We'll see what he knows. You can tell him what you know. So, and I kind of tap the journal. I'm like, so... Are y'all, like, official official? Still talking? Complicated. It's been a very long time in the time since I have wooed someone. I... We are just at the talking phase. I would like to pursue this when things are over with. You still don't know her name. She has been specifically avoiding things that could be used to identify her specifically. Yeah. I have poured myself another cup of tea by this point, and I'm just like, I... I... I feel you on that one, and I cheers your little teacup. Enoch happily cheers back. This is... And... It sounds like this Asian and wizard were most likely tempted by these demons. To what end we, we sweeper agents are... We go through training. We, you don't, you have to want to be a sweeper. That's the point. Like, why, what could they have offered to throw that away? A world where you're not necessary, perhaps. And and you just see, like, I can't even understand, like, what? (laughs) Like, just the gears grinding? The stacks.exe has stopped responding. (laughs) Does not compute. The offering of any potential wish in your mind of anything that isn't you desire can be very corrupting. Yes, I understand you sweepers go through your training. You go through a lot of mental... But you need to understand, these beings, they can sway even these trickster spirits in your, from, our, from our worlds. If they have that, a sweeper is mere fodder to them. And I kind of straighten up, brush my hoodie back just a little, and I'm still wearing my sweeper pin, and I'm like... Well, we'll see about that, won't we? Load up into the van? Mm-hmm. My money's on stacks. Yes. She was part of what made me want to go into action again. As Enoch heads to Mini Horse to ride next to the van. And when we, when we get outside, I do kind of offhand, I'm like, so the let... The, did he have eight legs the whole time and we just couldn't see them, or did he grow them? It was, um, a limiter spell we put on ourselves. Oh. For our true selves to seal ourselves. It was when I, while I wore my mask, I did not deserve to have the light of a new day on my face. But now, I do. Mini horse just does does the heck yeah you do. <laughs> I had a little snort. 
Yeah, and uh, I kind of ruffle many horses little head and his little mane and I'm like we're we're gonna we're gonna work on your positive self-talk we're gonna work on that when this is over Magley just tentatively approaches to kind of pet it and is like so are all are all small horses secretly like this or just this one <laughs> many horses just nodding through both stacks comment hit your question <laughs> many horses many horse but <sighs> It's been so long since I've seen the world without my mask. Let us go. We are nearing the end of this dangerous story. I can feel it. But this time, I feel there's a happy ending at the end waiting for us. And for the first time in, like, thousands of years, Enoch smiles. Mm, Ow. He's been working through so much trauma. <laughs> Good for you, old chap. I think there's a moment, like I open the door and I let Langley in the truck, and I close the door, and I'm walking around the side, and I'm kind of standing at the back, and uh, I'm not looking at you, I have kind of my back to you, but I do say, my name is Trudy. Trudy Abernathy. It is an honor to have you as a friend, Trudy. And you've probably been wondering why I'm so large. Your people called my people the Nephilim. Giants. And Enoch gives you a wink, (laughs) and he chuckles a little bit. Feels good to talk more about myself. Nephilim? You Nephilim, yeah. Good good to to be honest and let that out. Okay. I feel like the only part of that that Langley caught was Nephilim. But <laughs> like looking at the window what? <laughs> Windows cracked. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna have the best time at Olive Garden when all this is done and we're all gonna talk and we'll have unlimited <laughs> breadsticks. <laughs> And it's gonna be great. And we're let's let's go let's go let's go. <laughs> and this time you're not gonna wake up in an underground series of tunnels, sewer yeah. tunnels with no memories with your body swapped. Hopefully, no, that just again. happens when you go to Olive Garden. <laughs> Enoch just you, you gotta be careful with those unlimited breadsticks. Enoch shudders because that was the first time he's used magic in thousands of years was because of that incident. Ooh. You were doing it as Alaric, but yeah. But still, it, it felt weird. Ooh. Yeah, also maybe a little bit paranoid. Langley just sticks their head out the window and is like, we, we don't have to go to Olive Garden if you don't want. I can give you some, some recommendations. I have heard about what the one that people call the Bee of Apples. And I like, slam open my car door. And I'm That'd like, we're going to Olive Garden. <laughs> And it's gonna be great. And I slam the door. <laughs> forest fam- when you hear your forest family. <laughs> and you start heading to the sweepers HQ. There is definitely a moment while we're just driving, and I do say, just I'm like, he's also a Nephilim, apparently. Langley's just got their head hanging out the window like a dog. Like, oh, is that what you were talking about? Yes. Nephilim. Hmm, just start mm-hmm, spouting out mm-hmm. everything they know about Nephilim. All of that. All of that. There has not been an actual documented Nephilim in, oh, since prehistory. So that's exciting. That's going to that's gonna be so much paperwork. That's fine. That's fine. Paperwork? <laughs> there could be entire books. Imagine. Imagine what he knows. I have to update his file. This is gonna take so long. His file has already been updated several times. And I think someone got promoted to where it's like literally just their job to maintain his file for now. 
you'll notice now in his file, it mentions that the reason why there hasn't been any other Nephilim because they died in the Babel incident. I'll still take, I'm sure they didn't do it right. I'll have to make sure it's all right. <laughs> sure you will, dear. Sure you will. Oh, Trudy, you're so petty. Pettiest. <laughs> Darling, that's called friendship. Uh, I love it. <laughs> also, that's just yeah. Mrs. Stax's personality. Gotta make sure it's done right. This is my file to maintain mine. This is my case. It's my file. It's my friend. I need to do the paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, or I'll dot your T's and cross your I's. I will. If we go to Sweeper's headquarters, I can describe what it looks like. I just have the fun mental image of just this what looks like a cleaning service van being followed by a giant blue hawking revenant on a mini horse that's like scuttling forward really fast on eight mm -hmm. legs. Scuttle. And no one notices. <laughs> there might be a couple of kids who are like, ooh, look at that blue guy, mommy. It's not polite to stare, Johnny. <laughs> Cause sometimes kids can see things. Ooh, mommy, mommy, it's a horse with eight legs. It's a horse with eight legs. There's like two mounted officers standing like across the street. It's like, you have such an inventive imagination. No, honey, the, see, no, see, there, you see the two heads. There's two horses. Never mind, pointing at many horses. Scum. That horse has eight legs. Enoch just winks at the kids. <laughs> it's a spider horse. Spider horse. Spider horse. Um, it's funny, where do you think the legends of Odin and the Tree of Life come from? It's from many horse here. You, you'll find most legends in mythology all come from some some source in the world. Yes. Many horse just looks really smug. <laughs> Wait, that would mean that the Odin entity was either really small or was riding mini horse as a normal size being you know you know good good for them good for them once again so i just call him mini horse but it's by his own will is what size he wants to be nods he does it just for fun <laughs> he's just a little guy <laughs> sometimes you just want to be a little guy you know when dogs do the little, like, little tippy-tappies? He's doing little tippy-tappies. Tippy-tappies. Aww, look at you, you little tap dancer. You're so cute. Stax doesn't know what to do with that information, because <laughs> he's so cute and little. That is exactly like, why he does a... it, is because just that reaction of, look at, he's so cute. He's just like, yes, I am. Just a little guy. And it's... I mean, technically, I mean the being named Odin. I mean, technically, I mean he would be my grandfather. He wasn't all that goddamn great. All full of himself, goddammit. And he not just walks into the sweeper headquarters. <laughs> you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> Langley's just nose in a notebook, writing everything down. So it definitely... Sweeper headquarters is more of a complex, and it's basically like we're driving, and we're in generic large city America. <laughs> I love it. Wherever Langley lived, I guess. It's almost imperceptible at first, but it's kind of the same thing where people can't notice Mini Horse, but it's actually... It's technology. Shielding technology manufactured it's technology like very carefully facilitated the buildings just start looking more and more generic and then like the shops stop having signs and so it's just like a couple blocks actually that are the entire complex but the entrance we're going through is the official entrance which does look like a very plain just business block the long parking lot and just like kind of the squat two or three story building. It's just white and it just has a plain sign that's like sweepers headquarters cleaning services and supplies. It's a giant optical illusion and I love yep. it. 
that that was the coolest description I've ever heard. It's so I love it because it's a giant mind game that's so smart. We're gonna make this so boring you don't even notice it's here. But don't yeah. worry, there's magic. It, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I. It, <laughs> God, that's so cool. I love it. The definition of something hiding in plain sight. Mm-hmm. Enoch just waves at like the receptionist because he's been coming by so much lately. She just waves and has already hit the button that buzz you into the back. She knows what you're there for. I give her a very stern look that tries to convey... I can't believe y'all didn't tell me about this. <laughs> <laughs> she just gives you the shrug of, I was told not to, I'm sorry. Yep, Lily just shoves their notebook back in their, their satchel and just has like nervous chest height hands just fiddling with the fingers. Like, oh. Yeah, we get you a day pass, Lanyard. Oh, thank you. Thank Oh, do, do I have to? I, I have to get this back, right? Uh, it's going to disintegrate. Ah, sweepers, you can never keep anything in a scrapbook. Uh, no. <laughs> Scrapbooks. The sweepers' whole thing is making it so like it was never there. It never happened. It was never there. Whereas I'm an archivist, so I like to keep track and note of everything. You're gonna not like this place. Actually, the sweepers do have meticulous records of things, you just don't have access to them. Also, if this is if this is slightly in the undetermined future, I am back in my very nice, again, very generic business suit. Yeah, y- you had enough time to change. If, if it sounds like Langley smuggled a cat from the archives in, no, it doesn't. No. Charlie. I'll say that there is a strange look, and they're like. And it's almost like they recognize something about your cat and just kind of nod and struggle. It's like, eh, nothing we can do about that. <laughs> we, I know what that is. <laughs> they, just, they just come in all the time. Archive cats go where they want. Mm-hmm. Archive cats may not be just cats. Mm-hmm. Once we're inside, like, it's all different sorts of people, but everyone's in the, the same, either the, like, white cleaning suits or the very plain business suits, or you see, like, one person in, like, a hazmat suit on his way to do something, and there's just, like, a lot of cubicles and (laughs) a lot of paperwork because they keep everything analog where they can, and we go wherever we're going to see Roland Nash, probably in his office. Yeah, I feel like for certain people... The higher-up members, their offices are actually underground. Yeah, and we don't actually go... It's like, oh, you know, you're Enoch and Mrs. Stax and guest right this way. And it's like, oh, private elevator. And it's like two-way glass and we can see the office part of it. And then it feels like it's going to go up, but then it goes down. Yeah, and I feel like... Enoch, you're used to sort of the rhythm of this. If it's like a lot of the offices aren't always in the same space, like they take you different routes to get there. And we begin. But you've never been to Nash's office, so you don't know if they're going to take you the roundabout way or not. I bet out the way we'll pass by the Enoch room. <laughs> you see all the artifacts that Enoch's brought from Babel. Enoch just turns away from Mrs. Stax, just... I swear I would have showed you those. Imagine Langley's just like, but but I want... Head on a swivel, just looking everywhere the entire time. What? 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 You see the room full of artifacts and you just, you want to cry because you're pretty sure they're not going to let you look at those, but you really want to. Five minutes. Just five minutes, please. Just five, five, two, three, four, one minute. They, there is no response from the people standing guard. I'm just calculating all of the paperwork because every single object has to be categorized multiple times depending on what it can do and where it's from and how old it is and where it was found. And I know they're not going to do it right. So I'm just like, oh, right. So I'm going to do that and that and that and that and that. I know about Roland Nash. What are my dealings? 
with Roland Nash. I'm not in the office much. Yeah, you, you are. You've been here for a while, but you aren't in the office much. Offices are boring. I feel I'm like I feel like roll makes sense, but I'm like there aren't any moves that really fit. So roll for workplace friendship with <laughs> just roll me two d six. Oh, snake eyes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know him entirely by reputation. You have never actually seen anyone in the Nash family, you just know the reputation. Yeah. You were beginning to think that the Nash family was an urban legend, but also strike you as very trustworthy. Mm -hmm. There have been multiple times where like a mistake was made and it was immediately owned up to. Dude's got integrity, but it wasn't until today that you realized he might actually exist. <laughs> but then again, this is not the weirdest thing that you've had happen in the past day, six months, much less today. Yes. I've only ever heard good things about the Nashes and, and Roland in particular. He's been, like I said, with the with the organization his whole life, basically. So he should be able to help us. That's good. Because I fear we'll need all the help we can get. What for? It's just the potential end of the world. Demons are a prickly matter, especially if they have insiders helping them. I don't say that, though. I say that to myself, because I wouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I do say the demons are prickly. Yeah, you don't want to draw pens. Imagine there's just, there's like, there is... The sweeper in there that's like has hit the button on the elevator and they're just standing, not really engaging. Oh yeah, then we wouldn't we don't say anything about the demons. We just say what I said about I shoot Enoch a look when he starts to say something about it. I'm like, mm -mm. <laughs> maybe that was that was just a conversation that happened in the car. Yeah. Cause Stax knows better than to talk. Exactly. So, imagine you're going down the elevator in an uncomfortably long period of time to the point where it stacks you're even like, I didn't even know we had floors that far down. Just start whistling a little. At one point we hear, like, the elevator stop and we think we're done, but then it starts going, like, sideways for a while. Yeah. And then down <laughs> again. Yeah. You know, you're used to this. Um, you've never taken this exact way. You just are used to the weird and vaguely uncomfortable elevator rides. Yep. I feel like the first time it lurches sideways, uh, Langley looks a little green in the face for a bit. Just a little bit. So, how often do people get <clears throat> motion sick in the elevator? Oh. Mm, we sweepers don't. So... Never? For the first time, the guy running the elevator just kind of like glances over at you, Langley, with a look that says, You're not the first. And then just <laughs> glances over, and you see there there's a very like discreet panel that has barf bags behind it. Just in case. They understand this can be disorientating if you don't spend most of your day directing the elevators. Meanwhile, Stax is fondly remembering her multi-G training of being spun around really fast. <laughs> yeah, you need to be prepared for anything. Anything. While Langley just pulls a, discreetly pulls a ginger chew out of a pocket. <laughs> Very fist, faint nod of approval. And then you finally get to your destination. You've all lost all track of where you are in relation to anything, you're sure you'll get back to your van somehow. Also, I feel like many horse stayed outside. He finds this building very stuffy, but there's a sweeper who usually will show up and like guide him over to this nice pen where he can like run around and have just the grandest time ch like kicking balls around. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. 
and the elevator door opens and there's just this long hallway and a single door. I'm just like, Kurt nod, and I, I step forward and I'm just composed and confident. And you go down the hallway. And I'm guessing um, Langley's probably following close behind because they know you best. But definitely behind. <laughs> and then Enoch taking up the rear. Mm-hmm. You better believe it. You go down the hallway, you hear that elevator shut behind you and the sound of it going somewhere else. And you go forward, you see on the door, it just has a little plaque that says Roland Nash. Think this is it? Mm-hmm. Not a lot of other places it could be. That, that was, that was, a, that was a joke. You, 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 you do have humor here, right? Hmm. <laughs> and I don't answer you. I don't answer you, but I'm just like, hmm. Not gonna lie, in my head now, every time Emily responds to something that I said, she's talking to, it's Langley talking to the cat. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have a telepathic cat. Why not? I, I in, in another game, I have a hamster that does that, so. Yeah, you, you just hear the cat, like occasionally the cat will like, meow, meow, meow. This place is so serious. The cat just like prances up to the door and then sits and looks at you like, you gonna go in? Oh, yeah, I knock. Oh, come in, come in. It's unlocked. I walk in like I was invited. You have been listening to Pseudonym Solo Adventures Holiday Brigade. A holiday-themed Monster of the Week adventure featuring special guest Emily as Langley Jacobs, Morgan from Mind Flayed Mondays, and Jess from Ballad of the Seven Dice. I have been your DM and producer, and if you enjoy this, feel free to check out our other shows over at Pseudonym Social. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial and follow us on Twitter at Pseudonym Social. Stay tuned next time to see what happens to the Holiday Brigade. <laughs>